Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. This week we've been looking at Matthew chapter 16, 16 through 19, and we've looked at various different aspects this week. Um, we've looked at, you know, the, the word church uh, doesn't come from the word ecclesia. It comes from an entirely different word. And in reality, our Bibles should read, and on this rock I will build my ecclesia, because ecclesia is an English word. It's a transliteration from the Greek. And if it was that way, we would have a better understanding. But we don't need to start calling everything the Ecclesia. We can still call it the church. But we need to understand what the Ecclesia is. And ultimately, the Ecclesia is God's culture builders. It's God's culture builders. And we saw how that God gave us, we talked about yesterday, God gave us the keys. And that's a huge point of theology. Who has the keys? Well, we, we heard what Jesus said. And you can hear what theology says. You have to make a decision on which one of them you're going to follow. Uh, I, I choose to the best of my ability to follow Jesus. Now, we saw how that Simon Peter, once he got a revelation of the word, that he went from Simon Barjona, a man that was... <laughs> very emotionally driven, one way, you know, this time, another way, that time. I mean, he went from being able to step out on the water when Jesus said, come, to looking at the waves and starting to sink. You know, he had the highs and the lows. But once he got a revelation, he became Cephas. He became Peter. And over time, as he continued to get more revelation from the word, he became a rock. And any area of our lives that we get an understanding of the word in, it gives us a strength. It gives us a, an ability to withstand that would come from the outside. We are all to become rocks. Paul said that, Paul and Peter both actually said that we are lively stones built for a habitation of God. That's who we are. And what makes us that rock? The Word. Getting an understanding of the Word in us. But the problem is we're supposed to be Jesus' culture builders and we haven't, under, we haven't uh, really studied, by and large, what God tells us about culture. What His will is for culture. And so, by and large, the church has just set back, at least in the last... Uh, 70 years, the church has set back and let culture dictate to it. Where actually in America, the, the founding fathers, not all of them were Christians, uh, but the founding fathers by and large established a civil government that was biblically based. They didn't, they didn't just accept that was the whole point of the revolution. They didn't just accept what King, uh, King George said. They resisted it, and then they founded a government that was biblically based by and large. And so 
with that, they were rocks, if you would. Uh, it's amazing. Actually, we went to Mount Vernon uh, two years ago. Uh, our family did, and you know it was amazing when you understand that uh, George Washington actually lost the majority of his battles. I'm talking about like 75%. Now, the thing of it is he had a whole bunch of battles that really had no conclusion, had no real winner loser. A lot of times he'd hit and he would withdraw. But through all of that, even though we lost most of the battles, we won the war. And those people had a strength in them that helped carry them through at that point in time. Because you can go back to the, the first great awakening. If you study that, uh, there was so much, there was such a revival that they say that about 85% of the people in the 13 colonies had the same biblical understanding of life. That, that made a huge difference. Now, it didn't make everybody agree on to have the revolution or not, but we are at a point, I call it the American Revolution 2.0. Uh, we are at a place that the liberties that our men and women have fought and died for throughout all of these hundreds of years are endeavor, people are endeavoring to strip them away from us. And we need some solid rocks to understand what God's will is for culture and take a stand and us to have in this sense, a, a peaceful American Revolution 2.0. Now, let's go ahead and read this, and, and then I, I want to pull out some things here. Um, verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, with this, we talked yesterday about who has the keys. And we see here where Jesus said, I'll give you the keys. See, now at this point, he did not have, as he proclaimed in Matthew 28, all authority in heaven and in earth. The Father had not yet given that to him. If you look at Philippians chapter 2, it talks about how Christ, he, he humbled himself, was found in fashion as a man, and humbled himself even further, becoming obedient to death. And it says, therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that every tongue on earth, under the earth, and in heaven would proclaim that Jesus is Lord. Now, with this, we also see from Psalm chapter 2 that 
after the, uh, the resurrection that God the Father gave Jesus the nations as his inheritance. So if you would, at this moment, Matthew 16, Jesus didn't own the keys to give them to Peter. That's why he said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. But at that point, in Matthew 28, when he said, all power is given to me in heaven and on earth, what he's saying there is, is I got the keys now, boys. I got the keys. The Father has given me the keys. And at that point, he gave us the keys to the kingdom of heaven on earth. It's up to us to advance the kingdom of heaven on earth. That's our responsibility. If you would, and he followed up with, therefore, go. Go. Teach all nations. Go all nations. You know, Mark 16, go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. He, he's basically saying, if you'll permit me to paraphrase it, you go into the earth, I'll give you the keys of the earth, I'm going to go into heaven. I'm going to go into heaven. If, if you would, this is uh, the fulfillment of, of a prophetic aspect of the day four of creation when God made the sun and the moon. And he said the sun, representative of Christ, was made to rule over the day. There's no night in heaven. There's no evil in heaven. Jesus is seated on the right hand of the Father in heaven. He is ruling the day. But he made the moon. And he said the moon was to rule the night. If you would, 1 John chapter 5 says that this whole world lies in darkness. See, the moon is a representative of the church. We have no light of our own. We have no light of our own. But yet we are the light of the world. Where do we get our light? Our light is a reflection of the sun who's ruling the day. We allow his light to shine through us and we are to rule the darkness. The, pro the problem is, is, is sometimes we eclipse the sun. Don't let any light through. Sometimes we're just like a little fingernail. There's a little light shining through. We need to be a full moon, allowing all of his light to shine through us to this world who lies in darkness. Now, with this, Jesus said here, I'll give you the keys. And now the very next phrase is, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Notice where the action has to take place first. If you would, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the Ray Eppert paraphrase here. Jesus is saying, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. And when you bind something on earth, 
then I'll back your binding. I'll bind it in heaven. If you lose something on earth, I'll back you in heaven and I'll lose it. I'm following your lead. You see, if you would, the answer to so much of the question of why is God allowing our culture to go this direction? It's really not God who's allowing it. He gave us the keys. Now, at this point, we're not talking about some militaristic thing. We're talking about a biblically-based thing. And there, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, about verse 19, it says, we're ambassadors for Christ. We are a diplomatic group. We're trying to win people. It is our job to win people to the kingdom, and it's our job to win them to the things that God approves. It's not a militaristic or an enforcement. It is a winning of their hearts because we have the ministry of reconciliation. We're to win them diplomatically to becoming reconciled with God, to where their lives are in alignment with what he wants, to where our society is in alignment with what he wants it. We do it in a diplomatic thing. But with this, the key thing to understand is we've got the keys, and if we don't bind, heaven won't bind. If we don't lose Heaven won't lose. If you would, God has said, I'll back you. Here's the keys. I'll back you. Basically, as long as we follow his word, not act like idiots, but I'll back you. God bless you. Think about it a little while. See you next time. You've been listening to Ecclesia Principles with Ray Eppard. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 312. Augustus Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augustus Seed online at AugustusSeed.com.